Hello and welcome to Behind the Lashes with me, Joanna Lee. In this series, I'm going to be speaking to lash artists from around the globe. I want to know what makes them tick and also how they're surviving C19. So I am back off to speak to Hannah Pajato yet again to find out if she has slacked off at all or if she has stayed as busy as busy. Hannah, good morning. <laughs> good morning, Joanna. <laughs> good morning. Have you had a rest yet? No, it's been busier and busier and busier. And it looks like actually our sales are picking up at London Lush. Um, probably because European countries are reopening after lockdown. So fingers crossed we're going to get back on track with it within the next two, three months. Well, that's good. So yes, lots of um, European lash artists are starting to go back to work. It seems like we, we look like being the very last people to go back. Yeah, which is probably the right way to do because UK was hit hard mm -hmm. by COVID-19. So it's not probably the right decision to drop all the efforts which have been put into stopping the virus. So mm. I'm, 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 I'm more on the side of the, the health. Yes. Yeah, ab absolutely. But on that, I get so confused about the way it works and the way that it's projected and the way that it is going to work because, you know, I speak to medics and, and they're like, well, there's probably going to be a second wave and then another wave yep. in uh, around Christmas time in December. So yep. I can't, my brain works at, you know, if the NHS isn't swamped at the moment and they've got, you know, the Nightingale hospitals are, are not active at the moment because the numbers are low. Why don't we just hurry up and get on with the second wave so <laughs> that we don't get another one at Christmas so that more of us have had the virus. Therefore there is some kind of level of herd immunity. I just, it really, I find it so confusing, Hannah. I think it's a very uh, interesting question. And that was actually my question at the very beginning of the lockdown. But then as fast as we run into that, as fast as uh, some people will die, isn't yes, it? Yes, true. So that is very probably for the when you're healthy. Uh, it's easy to say, Leia, let's, let's jump into that. But there are some other people who say, well, let's not jump into that. I want but, to leave but, another half a year. <laughs> are we not just delaying them dying if, yes we are yes you know are. if people yes, are going to catch yeah. it and going to die they're going to die right they're going to die anyway which I is know. just horrendous but that is but that sounds quite cruel isn't it for us to decide like let's die three months early <laughs> you know, it is i think it's very much of a morality question and that's why probably government has been so careful because if they say let's go into that they'll be blamed on running people into potential but it just problem. so that yeah. that yes there's no right or wrong in no here. but it just doesn't make sense to me to delay delay another peak to december when we're gonna the nhs can't cope in a normal winter so what would a nor what will this winter be like if we push back a second peak to the winter I think what, they, what they're hoping for to develop the vaccine and if the vaccine will be developed then mm. there is the, the then you know of course it makes sense to wait 
and then yes developed and then absolutely but then again the more and more people i talk to the more doubt is thrown over whether there will ever be a vaccine that has full efficacy and maybe like the flu vaccine it might it might work against some of the strains and also how on earth are they going to go about vaccinating an entire population before the winter hits Yes, I can't so see how that's it's possible. It's like a winter in a Game of Thrones, and the winter is coming. <laughs> yes, yes, Hannah. I, I just keep thinking I need to find some remote place that I can just t- take my family to and run, run away, away and hide and yes. just like wait till next spring and then come out again. It's really like, oh. It's interesting because also it's uh, such a big hit for economy. When they've announced that they're extending the furlough scheme, I was really surprised because I mm. think, wow, how on mm. earth we're going to recover? You know, the, it's, it's just creating this minus balance mm. in the economy, just borrowing like oh, no. non-existing money from, um, from yourself in the future, effectively. So yeah. I think, wow, that is really extreme. So I know. I so they've know. extended it in. They've extended the furlough to when? Uh, to I think September, October. Like it's a quite yeah, yeah. Too oh long. my gosh! I know. I know. How on earth this country is going to be on its knees? We've only just paid off the Second World War. Our children are going to be paying for this the whole of their lives. Yes, yes, and we will, yeah, with them. We will, for sure, but our children too. Yeah, we'll see what's going to happen. Well, yeah, I think uh, lush industry and the general beauty industry probably will be the lucky uh, ones because women, regardless of their financial situation, Mm -hmm. they always want to be beautiful. And I think that is the main um, driver of the sales for us yeah. and all this will be so well, it just makes you feel so much better doesn't it if you if you yeah. feel like you know your reflection isn't too bad in the mirror then you know you can okay. face the world and whatever you can take it all on but this is what they say in the second world war women they didn't have anything to eat but they were still finding money to buy the red lipstick and the pencil actually to draw the line yeah. on the back of their legs to pretend that they were stockings <laughs> wonderful i love that yeah so what else did did you think about the announcement on sunday do does july the 4th seem a long way away and do you think we are actually going to be able to open our salons and businesses then um i think we will yes i think we will i get well i I don't know whether it's true i thought we're going to reopen in end of may and june but it still now looks like it's july um, however, I think it's a big problem with the protective equipment. The thing that what is going to be asked for all the salon owners and um, all the everyone to make sure that there is a protective equipment in place. Now, the question is, is that enough supply um, across the globe to provide everyone with this pr- uh, protective equipment? Because we were trying to get the shields you know, those big plastic mm-hmm. things for the face. And I've contacted uh, some uh, Chinese suppliers that it's a, a bit of a problem to get those shields right now. But we're trying, um, ordered the, requested somebody from Italian factory. They said, we're not sure if we are allowed to export mm-hmm. or we need to keep it for our own citizens in our own country. So right now we're still even not sure. And like we are the Lush brand. So if we like, if we can't sell it, where the Lush technicians are going to buy? 
And what about those face shields? Can you, because I have one that works with my magnifiers. I've tried, I've tried several. In fact, I've got, oh, yeah, I've tried a, quite a few, but that I don't have the space for my glasses in most of them. Um, do you think you can sanitize them? You can definitely sanitize them with a light antibacterial solution, right? Yeah. But I, just... I think if it's a harsh uh, alcohol, mm. uh, something, mm. it might dilute the plastic, isn't it? it yeah. Might make it blurry. So I was hoping that salon side might be might be my friend in that debarment. I don't want to have. You wash it with the soap. Can you? Yeah, yes, yeah, soap, yeah. of course. So soap's the best thing to actually kill yeah. the virus, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm hoping that one or two face shields might see me through because I really don't want to be throwing away all of that copious plastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the, those shields will be not just only worn by uh, beauty professionals across the country and everywhere in the world, but also shop professionals, office professionals. So everyone who is basically talking to somebody at a certain distance would need to wear those. So that's why my concern is the supply. Mm. Would they? I'm sure there are people, factories from all over the world, they're rushing into producing more understanding than demand will come very soon but um yeah so that is my concern will we able to start if we don't have the equipment hmm. and then there's the question about how the efficacy of masks in a long period of time if yeah, your client another, you know that's another question well they're clear enough to see the lashes even right it's a plastic it doesn't have a super clear, mm -hmm. clear picture you can probably cut the hair but apply eyelash extensions mm. It's a question, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Visibility <laughs> is quite key it's when you're putting on eyelashes. You don't want to be putting on some lovely moustaches on your <laughs> clients. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So how are your parents? Uh, they're okay. Uh, I mean, Belarus has been hit by the virus a lot because they don't do anything mm. at all to protect the population from the virus mm. they pretend that it doesn't exist but people they die from pneumonia because they don't do many tests <gasps> however the, the actual people they're trying to protect themselves so everyone is wearing masks um trying to stay away from each other in the public places so population is scared uh, mm. people are scared so which is good which mm. is amazing so my mom doesn't leave the house without her face mask on she is carrying sanitizers with her and trying to leave the houses um, less often as possible. And your dad, because he has to go to work, doesn't he? He couldn't take any unpaid yes. leave. No, no, he's still going to work. But he said that the, his you know, public transport is not as busy now. And mm. he said he doesn't treat us like he's not... Um, He's not close to anyone in the public transport and he's sanitizing his hands whilst he's out. So mm. hopefully, I mean, so far it's been a few months and everything is okay. So I'm keeping, I'm, I'm hoping for the best. <laughs> Absolutely. It's all we can do. Has the government still, are they still taking the, the line that you should get some time on the tractor, drink more water <laughs> and have a bit of fresh air. <laughs> I haven't been following the news recently, but yeah, I think it's a <laughs> generally uh, country strategy, tractor in the field. 
and some vodka. I um, love that. Oh my gosh. Well, I, mean, I don't love it. It's absolutely <laughs> awful and shocking, but it is funny. I can't help laughing at that. Oh, if you don't laugh, you cry, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so how are you feeling about going back to work and how are your girls all feeling about getting back in there on their lash saddle stools? Uh, they can't wait. Um, we're always chatting with the girls on the social um, through the social media and WhatsApp group, and you can see that they can't wait. And then on Sunday, they've got so upset um, mm. the girls that they say <laughs> they can't get back to work. And I think it's a lot. Of, of course, it's the financial situation is getting more difficult, as well as just it's just boring right you want to do things you want mm-hmm. to go to work you're missing your clients you're missing lashing so i'm not very happy but in london lash uh, office girls they're very busy <laughs> very very busy well that's good yeah. so you are surviving you're weathering the storm hannah yes true <laughs> and have you been busy doing your exercise and keeping your spirits high yes i've got the bike last week bought the bike my first bike since i was 11 years old <laughs> oh yes and you fell off and hurt your knee my first trauma but that's uh, i'm still going on the bike every evening i love it now so i've swapped my morning exercise to my evening exercise i love it i love it so are you not doing the women uh, the temp the seven minute app anymore you're just doing the bike well i can't do some exercises because of my knee is it really bad it is. <laughs> oh no! It's okay. Well, this like scratched all the skin off the knee, and um, it just takes time to heal it. So oh. it's not healed. It's still healing. Had we not been in lockdown, would you have gone to the doctors or the hospital, or was it not that bad? Mm, I think what I would, well, what I've tried to do, I've tried to disinfect it, making sure that I've got clear dressing and I've put antibacterial solutions. And if I would have, like what I was concerned about, because I, I fell and it was lots of dirt in the wound. And then if I would get any uh, infection, yeah. that would be a problem. So I was, um, I was fearing the raising of the temperature of the body temperature because which is the first sign of infection but luckily that didn't happen so bless you talking of temperature i've asked a couple of the girls on here because people seem to be undecided will you will you um will you advise your um lash artists to take the temperatures of their clients on the way in that's a tricky one isn't it i think it's um i don't know john i don't think it's the right thing to do i think it's quite it's an an invasion of their i think it's like i've been questioned in boots when i was coming to buy those dressings and they were asking if you have a temperature if you had a fever within the Mm. next couple of days if any anyone in your household had a fever um, and I thought that was okay to answer those questions, but measure the temperature. It's kind of in a, a bit of an invasion into somebody's personal mm. space. I think mm. it's a bit too much. Mm. I do understand that we want to protect ourselves, but I think it should be still our client. It needs to be a certain level of trust. trust. Uh, if the people, they feel that you don't trust them, they don't quite 
puts up a barrier. It's never work. It, it never changes works. the relationship, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah, I know. But, you know, shops in Sweden now, they are, you before you go into a shop in some Swedish parts, you get your temperature taken. That's really, really interesting. I guess if it becomes commonplace and if everybody was doing it, then it's not a problem, is it? And I was, I was wondering if, you know, if before you opened your doors, you laid out your specifications and then it's up to them whether they want to come to you or not. I guess everyone has to do what, what feels right for them. But yeah, I have got the thermometer, the infrared, you know, non-contact one. But I'm not sure whether I'm going to have the guts to be able to f- to follow it through. I just don't know. I'm so that's why I'm asking everyone. Yeah, no, I don't know from the business perspective, like from uh, the person who's got, the, I, I believe, the quite high emotional intelligence. I think it might be a bit of a too much of a move. However, again, as you said, if you have a somebody who is vulnerable at home, mm. um, somebody who really worry about, well, you at the end of the day you need to protect yourself and your family and it's your choice how to and you you can make that decision potentially lose some customers mm-hmm. who might not understand it who might stop uh, you know respect you for not trusting them right but you making that decision and you're going for that because you want to protect somebody at home it's your decision and you understand advantages and disadvantages of this particular move and you make mm-hmm. a decision based on that it is going to be hard. I mean, I felt almost embarrassed asking them to sanitize their hands on the way in before lockdown. You know, I felt like I was almost saying to them, well, you've got, you know, you've got dirty hands, <laughs> you need to clean. But actually, that that's fine. I soon got over that. But it, it is tricky. I mean, I'm the one who finds it embarrassing to take um, booking fees. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm, me, 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 me the same, yes. <laughs> because that's like, oh, well... That's like know. saying, I don't trust you to show up to your appointment. So I am that way. So, oh, I don't know how I'm going to carry that off. So yeah, maybe. Hmm. Anyway, it's very interesting to hear what you think. And I totally am with you on that whole kind of trust element and how it could be damaging to your business. But then again, my mum has breathing problems. My little girls both have asthma and I, I lash from home. So Yes. And this is when you lash from home, that's a different sort of game, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yes. You're bringing some, something like, I mean, even somebody touching your door handle. Mm -hmm. It's uh... nobody's touching any of my door. (laughs) I'm literally opening everything. Nobody's touching anything. The shoes will be left outside the front door. I am going to, I'm going to, keep my sensible head on and uh, just whilst I think in the beginning whilst we're all finding our feet and finding our comfortable space with it all as we're easing back in we may need to be you know we're going to all be on red alert initially because it's not going to be a comfortable place going back to work yes it's going to be exciting but I think the levels of anxiety are going to be high yeah. Joanna, may, can I ask you something else? <laughs> like, I've actually heard, and I, I don't know how to react on that, mm, that's a lot of people, they've already started to do eyelash extensions at home and secretly taking the clients. Um, <laughs> because they need money. Yeah. 
I can I can imagine that. And I think that is a very I think interesting controversial topic. Um, so they're putting their lives in risk. They're putting their clients' lives in risk. Technically, potentially, that but they need to survive, and they. And also, I kind of think well. Yes, obviously, that is not the right thing to do. But in terms of safety, we've all been quarantined. So right now, we're at our safest point. Once we start having multiple people in, I can understand why people have decided that they want to take that risk because they assess that from a health point of view, they're probably at their safest right now. Unless that client that's come in has been gallivanting with all of their friends out in the park and everything again that would come down to a massive trust it's clearly not the right thing to do but I think people are getting desperate I'm not doing it I wouldn't do it because I'd be too scared that I'd get shopped by my neighbors or something (laughs) or you know it's not the right thing to do but you know I have been to see my mum and again I know that's not the right thing to do, but she was desperate. So I did. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone is having to make these balanced decisions. And I can see why if people are desperate, they have had, had, had to do it. But yeah, it's an interesting one. I have heard that um, lots of um, hairdressers are, are mobile working, you know, just going in the back gate and cutting people's hair in the garden, arguably if they had a face shield on they're cutting hair in the garden technically they're okay it's probably okay we have Mm -hmm. to be real it's it's all coming into our salons and everything very soon it's just a question of when yes true it's interesting isn't it and how we do it that's probably the 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 way to not the the fact that somebody is doing it is that how they do it i Mm. think that needs to be the biggest question because that's all about it. It's mm. all about how. Um, well, I just hope those girls aren't posting <laughs> their pictures <laughs> on Instagram. Because <laughs> that would be a bit silly. Oh, yeah. uh, Hannah, I, I know I'm always safe asking you this question. Okay. What three things have you done today <laughs> that you can pat yourself on the back for? <laughs> well, I haven't done my morning exercise. <laughs> uh, right, okay. Can I do one but important? I've actually spent the whole morning on that. A super big one, yeah. Yeah, Go super big one. I've just spoken to somebody recently. It's very interesting. I've been introduced to the person who is um, uh, like m- mentoring a business in, uh, businesses and uh, working as a director in the few e-commerce stores. And I've spoken to him for two and a half hours on Monday and it was really, really amazing. Like my eyes now opened up like just wow. at a completely different angle to at, at, at the things so today we were actually brainstorming our uh, strategy and trying to make it all very crystal clear so we understand what are we doing now how do we want london lash to look in two years and three years and five years and uh, you know understand what the plan is stick to the plan understand what resources do we need to achieve that plan and just move on with that um so we're just trying to not work from now up we're trying to work from up down wow i just changing a little bit because it keep getting carried away with ongoing stuff yeah i feel like it's really important to understand where you're going where you're going what's the next 
Very good. Super exciting. And Very I think that good. one thing was all three. Wow. <laughs> Is there anything that you're rushing to get done other than the PPE before we open again? Do you feel like you're, you've almost dotted the I's and crossed the T's and you're ready? Or have you thought when the announcement came, oh, great, that means I've still got time to do this one more thing that I need to happen? Yes, I think this is the, actually that one thing is just to make this strategy a bit clearer and understand what are we doing within the next one year, two years, three years mm -hmm. and understand what do we, what we don't do. That's okay. the very important things, what we don't do because um, once we've got this clear plan and clear clarity in our uh, our journey, then um, then it will be easy to understand what do we need to do before the lockdown. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So obviously, just from the bigger picture. Yeah. Well, obviously, London Lash is huge, but as a solo lash artist, and and there are many of us out there, do you think that that is almost as important as us planning what we are going to do, identifying the things that we are not going to do? Absolutely. Yeah, because then after you, if you are doing too many things, those important things they get in diluted, diluted completely into the. Um, um into the whole lots of things that you're doing right so if you decided to i don't know become a lash trainer and you need to spend the time to do um this and you know to write the manual to have your accreditation done don't jump into enrolling yourself into the waxing training courses mm -hmm. right because that goes, yeah, it might be extra, but your final goal is to become a lash trainer and open your training academy. Why do you even shift towards something which is probably, yes, an extra income? Yes, it's a good thing to do. Yes, your clients are asking for that, but that's nothing to do with your final goal. Nothing. Mm. nothing. So it's just a diversion and it just pulls yeah. you away from your final you goal. Your goal. Yeah. yeah. So set your mind on the goal. And go for that one and stop and turn to right no and left. People. Yes, yeah. saying no. Oh, I'm so bad at saying no. But Joanna, that's a big, bigger problem for me, especially. You know, the, the amount of people texting me on Instagram saying, Hannah, I've got an amazing idea. <laughs> <laughs> you, it, you don't like amount of people texted me about UV light uh, in the salons, like why the London Lash doesn't sell it. And yeah. you do that. So you need to have a very clear understanding of what do you, do you do and what you don't do. And then when somebody is coming up with this new idea, you say, no, 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 no. That's not what is in my plan. Sorry, it's an amazing idea. If you want to do it, do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not me. <laughs> Talking of those UV, just quickly, wh what's your thoughts about them? Because I do have a little UV um, LED sterilizer in my salon. And then somebody said in one of the groups, yeah, group chats that Doug Shoon had said that send them back they're not worth it and I was like oh my gosh I totally rely on mine so I salon side my tools and then they go into my UV sanitizer and I was horrified to hear that because I had understood that they were baby proof that a baby's dummy could go on the floor and then into that and then into a baby's mouth with no fear of introducing germs do you know anything about them? Do you use them? I'll be honest with you. I don't know much about them. And I know that uh, I've heard the bits of information which I might be wrong on. But I'll need to do more research in, about it. But in particular, a lot of people uh, recently, they've been talking not about the small disinfection, mm, things, about the put it on the wall. 
Mm. And I think in order for it to sanitize, you need to leave the room for a certain period of time. Yeah. I mean, it shouldn't just, it, it, there are some things that, and it can only actually sanitize those things with a certain um, distance, isn't it? And a certain coverage. So if your tweezer is, uh, you know, the, the face in down, that, that that side will not be covered. So it, there are things which would, yeah well obviously you have to use them to manufacturers guidelines for them to have true efficacy but i still love mine i'm just like oh i'm hoping that um that they are as good as i believe them to be i'm just going to do a little bit more research i think if they touch the light is touching the surface for, for x amount of minutes mm. and if it's actually touching and it will you know that that should work well to me yeah practical. <laughs> well i mean i just thought that i'd get a giant sunbed and um put my clients in the sunbed before they came in <laughs> a good idea i like it it'd look great because they'd have a lovely glow as well <laughs> it's going to be a lot of glow after one hour and a half <laughs> i mean just before they come in you know just have one in my hallway just lying in their clothes for 10 minutes they're sanitized and then they can come into my studio oh my gosh i'm so silly anyway hannah it has been gorgeous to speak to you as always and i would love to catch up with you in two weeks just to see how you're going Thank you, John. Yeah, I'd love to speak to you too. Always such a fun thing to talk to you and uh, see your opinion on things. I love it. Thank you so much for inviting me. Have a good week. Take care and stay well.